The following program contains adult language and subject matter. Viewer discretion advised. This just handed to me. The following podcast is a Sand Productions production. Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Average Joe Show, episode number 94. Six away from 100. Check us out on our website at averagejoeshow.com. Of course, email us feedback at sayaproductions.com. Follow us on Twitter at sayaprods, that's P-R-O-D-S, and our voicemail is 813 813- 915-6390. And of course, we're here live Friday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern at sayproductions.com slash live. Also, you can join us tonight in our drinking game at averagejoshow.com slash drinking game, all one word. Uh, basic, easily stuff. Just get your favorite beverage, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, and just play along. Simple to do. I'm Corey Shred, and of course, joining me as always is Ward Miller. Ward, what's going on? What's happening, Corey? I was just thinking, looking at the topics of the uh, stories tonight, if people are playing the drinking game, which we are highly encouraging you to do, they're going to get trucked. <laughs> Tonight is the perfect storm. Yeah, it is. And 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 it's all because of you, believe it or not. Why is that? When when well th- well these stories are from two weeks ago, and we had to keep them for this week because we didn't do last week's show. And I saw a predominantly big chunk of your stories, and I'm looking I'm like, we can do this. We can do yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was something that we had pro- we've been promising this uh, for quite some time. Um, oh, yeah. So, I, you know, not wanting to let the cat out of the bag, uh, I'm not going to say anything. But I, 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 I want to, I got a question for you. Where the hell did spring go? I don't know. Uh, and just for the people that don't live in the, the frigid northeast it went from being like i don't know 30 degrees and today it was like 70 in pittsburgh it was like 75 and they're talking about uh by sunday it's going to be 87 you know it's like yeah there was no there was no spring you know they're they're saying well you know memorial day is the first day of you know first the unofficial start of summer that's horseshit we've had the unofficial start of summer here for the last two months it's ridiculous it was snowing in freaking April, and we're like, okay, when the hell is spring going to come? And and our spring, quote unquote, spring days, were the days when it was raining in the, in the sixties. Yeah. And then and it's like, okay, the rain's gone. All right, it's going to be eighty degrees, eighty plus. And of course, Monday Memorial Day for us in the U.S. Here, it's going to be like over ninety. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess it's global warming. We'll we'll, we'll chalk it up to global warming. All right, well, let's start with the show. Speaking of heat, our first story has to deal with the great state of Florida. Yes. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go through the show, and everybody that's in the chat room, by the end of the show, you, you tell us what our theme is. All right, so the first, the first story we have is social media aids in the dismissal of jurors in the Casey Anthony trial. 
Uh, pre-trial publicity and social media is making it tough to find the right jurors for the Casey Anthony trial. About 14 per- potential jurors were dismissed this weekend. Lawyers checking out uh, how jurors answered questions compared to how they may say online on Facebook and Twitter. One juror repeatedly tweeted, cops in Florida are idiots and completely useless, and was ultimately dismissed. Only 12 potential jurors are in place. The judge wants 15. The proceedings will continue tomorrow. Opening statements are scheduled to start Tuesday. Well, just to keep the timeline straight, the date on this was May 15th. Okay, it's just so. So, so basically, here's, basically, this article is telling you how to get out of jury duty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, well, it would probably have to be a really high-profile case, you know, like the Casey yeah. Anthony case or, you know, the – that uh, what's that guy's name? Um, well, they they canceled his trial. Loeffler, the the one mm. who shot Gabrielle Giffords. Uh, yeah. yeah, because he's out of his freaking mind. So they they uh, you know, but those those type cases are the ones that that you could probably do this with to skate out of. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, if it's like a parking ticket kind of case, they're not going to do this. But like you say, big cases where you know someone's life is put on the line, I can see them doing that. Yeah, I mean, anything that, that's going to be high profile where the, the possibility of someone coming up after the fact and saying, hey, you know what, juror number 12 said that, you know, he thought that the cops were useless and that's why we had a hung jury and that's why this, this trial didn't go the way it should have gone and blah, 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 blah. And they didn't vet the the jurors well enough and, the 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 other side of the coin though is when they're going to vet these jurors, it's going to take a lot longer to get down to their minimum of twelve jurors because they're going to have to go you know doing the social media scouring. Well, I I don't know maybe um you know because the trial's already started and I, I'm mm-hmm. kind of wondering if it would be a case of you know they're sequestered and by sequestered they're not allowed to have contact with anybody, so you know. That they take their phones away from them, they can't tweet, they can't, you know, do stuff on Facebook and whatnot. So maybe, uh, maybe that's the issue. On uh, the chat room's questioning uh, that I said, Kaylee, I think Kaylee was the daughter's name. Casey was uh, is the mother, right? I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. Th- come on, come on, Barb. You're in the chat room. You tell us. Yeah, I think K- Kaylee is was the the child's name, right? Or was Casey Anthony the the mother's name? Or was I can't remember the name. They're calling it the Casey Anthony trial, but I don't remember if Casey was the mother or the daughter. Casey. All right, Eric, er- Erica is saying that Casey's the okay. Mother. So Kaylee was the daughter. All right. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so this is gonna be interesting. That believe it or not, it looks like maybe Florida is actually leading the country with doing this. Yeah, well, I think they should. I mean, you know, at least I, if I was going on trial, I'd want my defense lawyer to, you know, to be looking up these people and seeing, okay, you know, because you may have somebody on there that goes, I don't care what they show me, regardless, the cops are always right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I want them to, to find this guy and go, oh, we don't want you. <laughs> you know? 
true. I mean, that's, I mean, true both. And it's fair and balanced for both sides. You know, you know, the, the, the defense could say something, prosecution could say something too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's an interesting idea because, you know, you go in there and you say what you think they want to hear you say, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, the, the chances of, you know, you, uh, you know, that just basically gives people another tool to try and get out of jury duty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the other side of the coin, too. You know, I mean, it's like, oh, hey, I got my notice. I have to appear for jury duty in three weeks. I better start tweeting and putting stuff on Facebook that can get me out of it. I hate all you bastards. I want you all to burn in hell. Go to hell and die. <laughs> I mean, that's what's going to happen. People are going to be like, okay, I know how to get out well, of jury no, duty I, now. At least I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> just start doing it now, even if you're not in jury yeah, duty. Exactly. It, just build the rep. Look, I've been telling you guys this for the last two years. Yeah, that's the thing. They can't say, well, you know, it's funny. You got your notice like three weeks ago, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you just started saying all this stuff. It's like, no, I've been saying this stuff since like 2007. What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> do, do, do some kind of Googling or something, and, and you'll see. Yeah, Google against Twitter. See how many times I came up and said something crazy like that. Well, you're talking about crazy people. Uh, the next story is my story, and it's... uh. I gotta thank this one to Chris Taylor out there down in uh, Tampa for sending this one. This takes place in the town I used to live in a long time ago, Brooksville, Florida. Apparently, authorities are saying high school art teacher was arrested after punching a student who called her vulgar names. Sheriff's office down there said that 64-year-old Sandra Hadsock was arrested after taking two or three swings at a student in the hallway. Student received minor injury on his lips. Officials said that other students pulled the te- teen away from the teacher. Uh, Joe Vitello president of the Hernando Classroom Teachers Association said the teacher maintains the she acted in self-defense. Of course, they said the incident was captured on cell phone camera. Uh, teacher's been suspended with pay pending the school district investigation. Uh, the teacher was arrested on a charge of child abuse without causing great bodily harm, and the arrest report states she refused to cooperate with the deputy. It, it, it's, it sounds like old-fashioned teacher thinks that all the students should respect her and uh, it's the 21st century now. They're not going to treat you like they did back in the 50s. Well, at the same time, I kind of feel bad for the teachers, you know, because they're almost in an impossible situation. You know, the the, yeah. the classroom size is so big and you have so, you know, it, it's so difficult to get control of the classroom to begin with. And then you get somebody who's acting out. You know, it, it's one of them things where, you know, maybe it was – her attempt to, uh, you know, you slap one of them around, the rest of them get to, you know, understand the the ramifications of what happens. I'm not, right. I, I don't, uh, you know, not being there, I, I don't know what you could call self-defense was, you know, if she was verbally threatened, you know, by this male student. But if you're verbally threatened, are you going to start swinging at them? If you're a 64-year-old woman. And you have a 17, 18 it, – well, it didn't say how old the kid was. No, it, I so, mean we'll, – we'll, okay, assume it's a 17-year-old student. Okay, it's a 17-year-old male student who's you know, going to be in twice the shape that a 64-year-old woman's going to be in. Even if he just right. says, you know, I'm going to slap you in the head, you know, that at that point becomes you know, kind of um, derogatory, I guess. I mean you'd feel – you could actually feel threatened and I could understand where you'd say, okay – it's time to go. 
it's it, I mean, it, it's a no win situation here, you know? Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I, I, I kind of feel bad because, you know, the, the state of, of schools has, you know, it, it's just so tough. I mean, for, for both it's for, it's tough for the teachers and it's tough for the students because the students don't get as much one-on-one time with the teacher because the classroom size is so big. And at the same time, you know, the teachers don't get any respect because the students, you know, they can't demand respect and, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, well, and also nowadays, you know, every time you turn around, it's always a substitute teacher. Teachers are taking time off. You know, there's, there's always, somebody new in the classroom and and plus the fact that you get a lot of these teachers nowadays these cool hip teachers that want to be your friends they don't want to be the authoritative figure in the classroom they want to be on your level yeah and that doesn't do any good either now that that's that's what the worst thing you could do no you can't come in in jeans and a t-shirt you know years ago teachers used to come in you know women would come in nice dresses and men would come in in these you know two-piece three-piece suits you know kind of look like an authoritative figure don't just look like you know an a, a cool guy trying to hang out with the kids. Yeah. And I mean, that's a pro- part of the problem too, is that I agree with that is the student or the teachers gotten to the point where they want to be your buddy and you know, they don't need a buddy. No, you know, they, they need somebody, they need an authority figure. Uh, they need that, that structure. And I, you know, a lot of that was taken away in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. I know when I went to school, if if you got out of line, you got smacked. I mean, that's the way Mm -hmm. it was. And the thing is, if you knew the rules going in, if you knew that if I act up, I'm going to get, you know, get my, you know, get smacked or whatever, I'm not going to act up. And if I do, I deserve what I get, you know? And when they took that away from the teachers, took away their ability to, to demand discipline. I mean, to demand respect that way, you know, you get what you got now. You know, where these kids are threatening teachers and the teachers, you know, just trying to to survive more or less. I also think she might have had some mental problems, too, because it says here the arrest report states that she refused to cooperate with the deputies. So, I mean, the thing is, refusing to cooperate with the deputies, does does that mean they she they said, okay, put your hands behind your back? And she's like, no, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to continue to defend myself. Or I want to keep my hands to where I can defend myself. I, you know, I there's a there's a real fine line between what mm. you know when a deputy can say. You know, I mean, the, the, I, th- I think we talked about this before. They call it uh, pissing off the police, and mm-hmm. and they can charge you with that pretty much at any time that they want. So, mm. you know, you know, re- you know, you resisted arrest. If they say, okay turn around, put your hands on your head and you say, well, you know, wait, let me explain. You just resisted arrest. Yeah. You know, so it just depends on what they, you know, how tick tacky they want to be. And, you know, if you, you know, bad mouth them, if you, whatever, you know, so. But I, I know I, I love these stories and you always hear these stories where somebody is suspended with pay. I was like, well, what kind of punishment suspend them without pay? And they, you find out they were, you know, innocent or it didn't happen you know give them retro pay yeah well that's the thing with the teachers unions that's a teachers union thing did did you know that in in new york city if you're a teacher and you get accused of we'll say uh sexual misconduct right you get accused of sexual misconduct do you know that they don't fire you 
They will not really? fire you. They have a place. They call it the round room. And you continue to show up at work in the round room. You don't teach. You show up and you sit there for eight hours and you get your full pay. I've heard of this. I think it was on This American Life some couple years ago. I heard about this. Yeah. They put pe- Yeah, they put these teachers in a room. It's almost like waiting for jury duty. Yeah. And you don't go anywhere. You just sit there all day. Yeah, and, and it was funny because I was reading this, this article about it, and they were saying that there was one teacher in there, and because of their tenure, they had like, you know, they were getting paid like hundreds of thousands of dollars to sit and just show up. And it's that's what's messed up is you got people that want to be teachers that really, you know, have that desire. When you get somebody who, who you know, you know, commits sexual misconduct – I mean, and that's what the article said. It was sexual misconduct. In that case, that person doesn't deserve any kind of, you know, because people are, you know, are real quick to go, well, they need to make a living. No, they need to get a new new profession because apparently they have a problem with touching little kids. You know, so you you don't – they remove them from the situation and say, oh, that – you know, so if anybody comes back and says, oh, well, that teacher that was touching the little kids – well, no, we got rid of them. That person's no longer a teacher at this school. But they don't say that they're not going to the Ron room and they're still not making their salary. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I have a problem with. Definitely. Definitely agree with you on that. Uh, let's move on to the next story. We're talking about schools here. This this was kind of an interesting one. I I got this last week. It takes place down in Key West, Florida. Apparently... You know, if you break into a school full of office equipment, computers, microscopes, and other stuff, what are you going to grab? There's these two guys down in Key West were caught dead to rights in a, in a high school down there after they after chicken nuggets. They stole 30 pounds of high school cafeteria frozen chicken nuggets without the sauce, uh, among a, a bunch of other stuff they stole, and it was ready to be hauled into their waiting car. Inside, cops found money looted from vending machines, a computer, some power equipment, and the cops... The cops were there because a school employee said they saw the men poking around in her office. They'd apparently pried open the cafeteria freezer, finding a big bag of nuggets inside along with the chicken. Cops found coins for, and for some reason, a red and white graduate tassel. Two guys told police they needed the items to start a new business, but couldn't explain the chicken nuggets in the hall. So the cops slapped the two men with unlawful takeout, or more officially, theft and burglary charges. Needless to say, they never got to have a chicken feast. Uh, ordered, they were held on $55,000 bond. One guy was $55,000 bond. The other guy was 35000 bail. Uh, both men are in custody in Key West. So basically, they were going to start their own business, so they broke into a school, and they stole 30 pounds of chicken nuggets. What business is it that you're going to start that you need 30 pounds of chicken nuggets? You know, I'm going to start my own little restaurant here, and I'm going to have 30 pounds of chicken nuggets. You, you know, you, you want sauce? No, we don't have sauce. It's like that old Saturday Night Live thing. Remember? Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like a hot dog. No, cheeseburger. That's the same thing. McNuggets, nuggets, well, nuggets, not, nuggets, nuggets. It's not like they were in the school and they were just grabbing stuff. They actually had to pry the goddamn freezer door open to get to the nuggets. But, you know, yeah, but when the, they door, do, the door. Yeah, but the fact that they had all this other stuff. Like the the graduation tassel and and you know computers and whatnot, I don't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound to me like they went in there solely fixated on, you know, grabbing the nuggets and becoming, 
nugget entrepreneurs. Okay. Yeah, it's but I mean, if you're stealing random stuff in there, are you going to try to break into a freezer to steal nuggets? You know, I'm like, oh, computers. Let me grab some computers and stuff like that. Okay, fine. But oh, look, the freezer's bolted up. Let's go steal the chicken nuggets out of there. They're really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the there's there's nothing that says criminals are intelligent. I mean, if they were intelligent, they wouldn't be criminals in the first place. <laughs> Yeah, that that that's true. You know what though, uh, I encourage everybody to go to the website and check out this uh, that mugshot that they have. Not of the not of the two dudes that stole it. If you scroll down, it says mugshot roundup. That dude looks totally freaking out of his mind. He looks like he's having a blast. Oh yeah, he he, he was on something when they okay, come on, it's time for the mugshot, and he's like cheesing it up. <laughs> I know it's always funny to get those crazy ass mug shots like that. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you check that out too at averagejoeshow.com. Just click on the link for this article and you'll see it about halfway down the page. It sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh speaking of you remember a few weeks ago you were talking about uh ninja, ninja yes. robber or something like that up in Pittsburgh? Yes, we had You got an you got another story about that? Yeah, except it's not in Pittsburgh. This uh gentleman was caught and he he was nicknamed the ninja robber in marion county florida uh the so-called ninja robber investigators have been searching for in marion county was arrested late monday night ryan mccullough was arrested at a hotel and police said that they found some some of the stolen items in his room mccullough is accused of holding up several businesses in marion county over the past two months there have been many characters that have come across, but this guy is quite unique, said Escala police detective Matt Boss. Surveillance video on Monday showed him in an... These names in Florida drive me nuts. Ocala, <laughs> the Ocala Kangaroo Convenience Store robbery as a worker was held at gunpoint. The name started because McCullough would dress in mostly black and, cr- and crouches below the window until he gets to the door and then he sneaks inside and robs it. (laughs) (laughs) It it, It takes that much effort to get inside. The thing is, if you're doing all this, this crotching and sliding and, and whatnot, it's, you're basically drawing all this attention to yourself. You know, if you're going to rob the place, you walk in like you own it. You know what I mean? You don't, you you don't try and and sneak up on it from the outside because that more or less would tip them off that, hey, this guy's, you know, really doing something stupid. You know, it's well, going to draw attention to you. You want it, you don't here, want any attention until you get bam, you know? Here's the thing, though. When you're inside a convenience store, that's where the cameras really are pointed at. It's, it's, it's brightly lit inside, and the cameras can see you coming in the door, see you at the register, and everything else. So, well, they're still going to ducking outside. Yeah, the, ducking outside is going to help. <laughs> it's, no, it's not. They can't see me. They can't see me. Yeah. <laughs> That's a damn lie. And and um, I'm trying to think, you know, most of these convenience stores, I don't know if there's Ocala Kangaroo Convenience Store, but most of them have, like, the windows that go, you know, from floor to ceiling. How are you going to, like, hide there? Would it be, there's bushes? It's like, I mean, what is this? Like a freaking, you know, general store there he's breaking yeah, into? I don't know. I mean, there could be, you know, it's it's Florida, though. It could be palm trees or, you know, something ridiculous, some, some sort of uh, vegetation outside. I'm not sure. I just, 
I just think it's funny. It takes them ten minutes to get into the store to to, to rob it. It's like, okay, the cameras caught you already. It's like, why waste your time? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of robberies, you got an interesting um, story about stealing stuff. Yeah, this, this was one of the ones that I thought was great. Uh, th- that's why I was so happy when you decided not to forego last week's stories. Uh, a woman was accused of stealing Red Bull and a pregnancy test. <laughs> Spring Hill, Florida. A woman in Spring Hill is accused of walking into Publix and stealing two cans of Red Bull two royal wedding magazines, and a pregnancy test. What do these three things have in common? Uh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely nothing. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the Hernando County Sheriff says that suspect Stephanie Faye, uh, Stephanie Faye Smith was seen selecting a pregnancy test, picking up the cans of Red Bull and the royal wedding magazines and putting them in her purse. Authorities say she also picked out other items, including meat products, and paid for them using an EBT card, but left them behind in the shopping cart. They say she, they say she left them, left the store and refused to go back inside when confronted by loss prevention. Authorities say she then drove away. They found her Saturday afternoon and arrested Smith. The value of the stolen items is $35.96. Now, I don't know how much money a pregnancy test costs, but I'd say like twelve or fifteen bucks, probably. I mean, because they usually have them like right by the the registers and stuff. But I don't understand where you get thirty, you know, thirty six bucks worth of stuff. Two Red Bulls, two magazines, and a pregnancy test come out to thirty six dollars. Okay, well, the two Royal Wedding magazines are probably like the special edition of People magazines, which are probably like six bucks each. Okay, so that's twelve bucks. Say the pregnancy test is fifteen bucks, so that's twenty-seven. And I don't think Red Bull's cheap. I mean, if she stole two cans of Red Bull, I'm assuming that they sell them individually. So it's probably like in a little coolers. So that's probably about a dollar fifty each, maybe. Well, here's the thing: she had an EBT card, so she could have at least paid for the Red Bulls. Because she apparently paid for some kind of meat products. Now, I, I, and that's another thing I don't understand. What. <laughs> You you go up and you you buy these meat products. You pay for them with an EBT card, and then you leave them there and walk out the door. So maybe she was thinking, well, I'll buy thirty five dollars worth of crap, put it on the EBT card. I'll leave the crap here, and then I'll go off and you know I stole thirty six dollars worth of stuff, so it all comes out in the wash. Yeah. Okay. Red Bull wedding magazines and pregnancy tests. That seems like she took more crap than she left behind. No, no, it doesn't say. It says authorities say she picked out other items, including meat products, and paid for them. I love that. The meat products. (laughs) What is that? Canned meat. Uh, I mean, is that spam or is that bologna or what the hell is a meat product? It's a meat product. I don't know. I have no idea. But it's funny. <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I you know what? I think you're right on this, on this logic. She probably spent $36 roughly for the other items and left it there in her shopping cart and took the other stuff and said, well, you know, it's a wash. That, it, I, I, I think you're right about that. I mean, that's the only thing that in, in my mind, you know, can kind of sort of make sense. I'm not saying it does make sense, but it can kind of sort of make sense. So she's going to go home, pee on a stick. Have a couple cans of Red Bull and and flip through the Royal Wedding magazines. I don't. Well, I don't what the fuck? Well, the thing is, you know, you see, you you may be taking it out out of out of chronological order. There, you slam the two Red Bulls, so you gotta pee. 
Then, mm. then you take the pregnancy test, you pee on the stick, you got to wait for 20 minutes or whatever for it to turn color. So you got to read a magazine while it's doing that. There it goes. There, there's, there's the chronological order of, of things. That's true. Of course, does she have enough room in her trailer to do all that stuff? Uh, I'm not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm saying that. Come on. She stole Red Bull wedding magazines and a pregnancy test. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. You know, she doesn't live in a mansion somewhere in Florida. <laughs> it's just... Barb said she was just planning her day. Yeah, it's probably just a typical day for her in Florida. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do today? Eh, figured I'll take me a pregnancy test and a. And, and what's funny is when if you go to to the to the site and look, it shows this pregnant woman looking at like I I don't know their pictures and they look like they're like sonograms. yeah look like sonograms pictures. or something. How does that? You know, it, it's not like they were saying that this pregnant woman was you know caught. It was just that she had a pregnancy test. It's like they went to like you know stock photo place and just said, okay, let's put a picture. Yeah, we need something that has to do you know, and they absolutely couldn't find pregnancy, Red Bull, and royal weddings. What would be really awesome is if they had a picture of the royal couple with you know each chugging a Red Bull and you know Kate Middleton you know with a pregnancy test. that's what these uh, these magazines and newspapers need. Is they need a Photoshop specialist to to make those photos for these articles. Exactly, or we should have one for the average Joe show, so that we could actually, you know, have our own thing come up. You know, we go, hey, you know what? This was a funny story, but the stock photo that they had was crap. You know, yeah. so we, you know, this is our rendition of what this person looked like. So you get, you know somebody that's white trash you know you, you get the stock photo of the white trash person and then you put all the the products around them <laughs> product placement exactly. we'll charge red bull money for putting that up the picture yeah, there well, red bull plus whoever makes the pregnancy tests and you know who you know time magazine or whoever does the uh the the royal the wedding royal wedding pictures. yeah just just a thought <laughs> uh speaking of red bull red bull a lot of people use red bull to uh consume their alcohol and uh got an interesting story from i, I think it's asoe asoe florida i don't know where it is somewhere in florida Good, you got a uh, shitty but, name yeah and it's a damn town it's not even a person uh, a mother of three children was arrested for child neglect after police say she got drunk at the bar and passed out with her four-year-old in her lap Police say 37-year-old Kira Logston Mitchell went to Frank's place around 10.30 Thursday night and sat with a group of men drinking beer for more than 20 minutes. Bartender said that when she went outside, she brought her four-year-old son who was left alone in the car. Uh, The bartender, of course, was concerned and called 911. When the police arrived, they said that the woman was passed out with the child in her arms. Police escorted her outside, gave her breathalyzer, and she blew a, wait for it, .21. Five, which is almost three times the legal limit. Police called the woman's mother who told them that the woman had left two other children home alone. They are seven and nine years old. So, of course, she was arrested on three counts of child neglect, and DCF is placed the kids with their grandmother. This is a Florida story if I ever heard one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go in the bar, drink for 20 minutes or so, then you know what? I know I'm forgetting something. Well, what, what, what? Oh, little Jimmy's out in the car. Ah, shit. I'll go get him. Hold on. Stay here. Because I need one of you guys to be Jimmy's new daddy. 
the thing was she she must have been drinking well before she got there. She was there for twenty minutes drinking, and she blew a point two one five. So she must have been shit faced before she even got to the bar. Oh yeah, without a doubt. So she was driving shit faced with the four year old in the car. Probably didn't have a seatbelt on, running around the back like it's a playground. Yeah, well, you know the thing is they they didn't even question that. You know, and the thing is too now. Here's my issue with it. I, I think that the uh, bartender at Frank's place should have been cited also for allowing her to bring in a, you know, a toddler. It doesn't say how old, a four-year-old. For her to bring in a four-year-old kid at 1030 on a Thursday night. Now, I know a lot of bars, you know, if they're bar restaurant type things, they'll let kids in there until like seven o'clock. And then at seven o'clock when you know, everybody starts drinking, they make the kids get out. Well, what I, what I think it was, well, cause he called 911 when he saw her bring the kid in. So I think he just like, I'm not going to kick her out. I got the fucking cops coming now. Yeah. But the thing is he should have, he should have called the cops, you know, well, apparently he did. He called the cops when she's, he did. when she first came in. So maybe he, he does get a pass. Yeah, cause she, cause she was there. She came in at 10 30, sat with the men, drank for 20 minutes and the bartender said that she went, well, according to the bartender, of course, she went outside, brought her four-year-old kid in who was left in the car alone. Then he called 911. And I think it was better for him not to kick her out because then she would have got back in the car with a .215 in her bloodstream with a kid. That, that would have been 10 times worse. Yeah, you're, you're right. And apparently the, uh, the, yeah, the place is off the hook, I guess, because it, it says that the bartender called as soon as they came back in, so... Yeah, I mean that that that's of course from his his viewpoint, but then again, most bartenders, unless it's a really sleazy place, you know, they're going to cover their own asses. They don't want to lose their license. No. And not, and especially not for something that dumb, you know. I love it. So three kids, two kids left at home. I mean, that just tells you how much al- that she needs alcohol. She needs to get her 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 drink on so bad that she has to neglect her kids. I, you know, it, it's a shame that the, that that happens. I mean, there's some people that can't control that. You know that, you know, it takes a hold of them to the point where you know. But but here's the here's the pisser thing too. The kids were taken to DCF. Took the kids out of the home to the grandmother, and the grandmother said when the police called him that the mother had left two other kids home alone. Why didn't grandma call the police or something? You know. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it looks like she's, she more or less was looking out for the welfare of the children. Uh, I'll give her, you know, potential. She was looking for the welfare of the children. Um, but as far as, you know, she, I agree with you. She should have said, okay, well, maybe she didn't know that the other kids were at home. You're right. She might not have known that. She might've said, you know, she has two other children too. Yeah. Where are they at? Yeah. They probably hauled ass over there. Yeah. And there's, you know, two kids at at 11 o'clock at night, home alone. Yeah, I, th- that's just messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is your typical Florida story. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> All right, so we got a woman going to jail, and now we have a actual jail story. Yes. The, uh, has anybody picked up on... Uh... On the theme we have going on thus far, to- I think 
I think they did pretty much after story number two. Uh, uh, you know, I was just just wondering. Uh, well, oh, just keep going. A Ware County woman arrested while visiting her boyfriend in jail in a pot farm case. She came to see her boyfriend who's being held after marijuana found in the couple's Millwood home. A Ware County woman ended up behind bars herself when she came to jail to visit her boyfriend, a convicted drug trafficker who had been arrested at a large-scale marijuana growing operation at the couple's Millwood home. Catherine R. Gurley, 49, is jailed without bond on charges of manufacturing marijuana. Wait a second. I, I, I must have issues with manufacturing marijuana. You pretty much grow it. I, you don't, manufacturing implies you build it. Um, okay, but we'll, we'll leave that alone. Manufacturing marijuana, trafficking in marijuana, possession of marijuana with the intent to distribute, and possession of marijuana, uh, County Sheriff Randy Royal said Monday. Gurley lived with Michael Wayne Mansell in the 7900 block of Heron Road, where the deputy seized at least one, let me, let me say this again, 1.4 million that's with an M, dollars worth of marijuana beginning Thursday. Deputies found marijuana packaged ready for sale and live plants from seedlings to mature weed. The clandestine pot farm is among the largest uncovered in Ware County in recent history, Royal said. From what we've learned through the investigation so far, there is every indication that the marijuana was being sold locally in surrounding counties as well, Royal said. Arrested Thursday night, Mansell also uh, remained in jail without bail. A 59-year-old felon, Mansell is charged with manufacturing marijuana, <laughs> possession of marijuana with intent to distribute, trafficking in marijuana, possession of a firearm by a felon, and possession of a firearm during the commission of a crime. We arrested Miss Gurley on Saturday when she came to visit him at the jail, Royal said. Gurley and Mansell have lived together for about four years at the Millwood home. Uh, let's see, where, where am I at here? At the Millwood home. Uh, she said she had no idea that the marijuana cultivation was going on out there, Royal said. In 1997, Mansell was, was sentenced to 10 years probation after being convicted of felony possession of marijuana, trafficking in marijuana, and possession of marijuana with intent to distribute. Well, apparently he wasn't manufacturing it at that point. Uh, the, mar the marijuana was growing inside the couple's home and at scattered sites in adjacent woods. Deputies also discovered a stash of prescription pills, including Lorselet, a narcotic painkiller, and 56 Xanax, a tranquilizer, hidden inside a secret compartment in the home. In addition, deputies seized 14 guns, including a sawed-off military-style rifle, a a backhoe, a bulldozer tractor with mower and various other farm equipment. They confiscated hog feeders, converted into marijuana dryers, grow lights, <laughs> three pickup trucks and all, and three all-terrain vehicles at the home of, and about 33 acres of land. The grower used a surveillance camera with infrared capabilities and a video recorder to keep watch over the illicit crop and grew the illegal plants and flowers to elide suspicion about the potting soil and other items used to cultivate the pot, Royal said. The, investi the investigation is ongoing. 
Yeah. Wow. Now, you got to give it to these Florida people. They actually put that much effort into a growing pot. Yeah, the fact that, you know, okay, the 14 guns is, is one thing, but when they they take the guy's backhoe and his bulldozer, that's kind of, that's bullshit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, man, the, the thing is, there's absolutely no way she gets away with, I didn't know it was happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, 30-something acres of land and $1.4 million worth of pot. Yeah, she had no idea what was going on. No, no, it's not like it was a little bag of weed somewhere. And you look at her picture, she looks stunned. And you know what's funny about her? She's 49. Ooh. Yes, you read the article, yeah, she's, Catherine. Yeah, she's not. A, yeah, I didn't even real. I didn't didn't put two and two together when I read it, and then I've seen her because you read it. Yeah, you look at you her face. It, I look over. It's like whoa. I'm like she's not for it. Yeah, averagejoeshow.com. Click on this link. You got to look at this this woman. Well, yeah, and if you go on the neck, you know, there's there's two pictures there. Mm-hmm. And look at the picture of the guy. Ooh, he's a he's a yummy one. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guys that go bald on top and decide to grow the hair long in the back. Yeah, so it's kind of like a mullet, but not really. <laughs> party's clo- party's over with, yeah. or no? The party's going on, but business is closed. Yeah. That's what it is. I couldn't remember how it went. Yeah, it's, it's short. It's short. It's short. Shorts business. Shorts business. Well, not in there. Okay, so business is non-existent, and let's party. <laughs> I like that. Business is non-existent, and let's party. <laughs> You're right, though. I, I they've got to come up with a new name for that type of mullet. Yeah, like a a, a sullet or something. You know, sans mullet. I don't know. I don't know. Those, uh, someone will come up with it. There's probably something in the Urban Dictionary for it already. But damn, talk about all the effort to grow pot. Yeah, you know, this is one of the things that I that. I was talking about before I, and it, what's bad is I don't know if I'd done it on this show because I do other shows. And, uh, one, I, I actually had a big tirade at one point about, you know, legalizing pot mm. because, you know, I mean, really it, it's one of those drugs that doesn't really cause a lot of, um, uh, you know, there's not a lot of violence associated with pot. Um, I think that they should legalize it, find a way to tax it that helps pay off our debt. And at the same time, it, it, it frees some of the, the, uh, some of the pressure that's put on jails because, you know, like, okay, we, there's these two people that are arrested and they're for, you know, selling a pot. If the government says, okay, we're going to control it so we can tax it, you know, people aren't going to go and buy pot from, you know, these two morons, they're going to actually go to the drugstore or wherever they deem it's the place to buy it. And you're going to buy it there. And, you know, because they don't want to get in trouble, you know, and if you, and it's, it's safer too. It's safer because you're not going to, you don't know what kind of strain you could get from Joe Schmo on the street corner. You get government issued pot, you know what you're going to get. Yeah. And and the thing is, I mean, think, think of all the, the, the things that end up working out better if that happens, you know, I, I, I know there's a lot of people that, that, you know, totally disagree and, you know, Potsy gateway drug and, and all this other stuff. And, you know, and it, uh, what was his name? George Carlin had the, the best line about that is pot's not a gateway drug pot leads to carpentry. 
<laughs> because it, it it teaches you how to make how to make a bowl out of anything an apple uh, that's uh, true whatever it's so anyway um yeah I, I honestly believe that 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 would actually help this country so much more than us vilifying something that's you know that grows naturally i mean you don't have to put a whole lot of effort into growing pot it's a weed i mean literally it's a weed it grows very easily yeah so Anywho. Anywho. All right, let's move on to the last story of Z Nights here. Uh, you're going to love this one. It's uh, a man down in the land, Florida, was charged with a strange crime. Authorities said that 55 year old William Hendricks discovered a dead body in his home, but decided not to call the police. After Hendricks found the 46 year old dead man above the garage in his home where he was staying, authorities said he continued to do his yard work. He even poured bleach on the deceased acquaintance to mask the smell. Hendricks had told the man that he could stay in the room. After eight hours, Hendricks eventually notified his girlfriend, who owns the home. He said that he was afraid that how she would react to the news. Girlfriend immediately reported the dead body to the police, and Hendricks was arrested for failing to report it. In- investigators do not suspect foul play. <laughs> you He pours bleach on it because he doesn't want to smell it. Dude, you're getting kind of funky. <laughs> yeah, but they they should have got him for what was the actual charge? I I didn't see that. Uh, it the charge was fa- failing to report a dead body is what it was. Failing to report it. Huh. I think that they would have got something else too for him pouring bleach on it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, something messing with a dead body. I think there would be something there. I don't know what it would be called. Yeah, and I don't know how much you know, jail time he's going to really do, you know, it's just one of them. They, they got to charge him with something, you know, but what the hell do you charge him with? The guy died. I mean, it's not, you know, the, the investigators don't su- suspect foul play. It means the guy just died of natural causes. And this guy didn't tell anybody for, and, and the guy didn't freak out about it. He's like, okay, he did his yard. Work. He's like, I'm going to pour some bleach on it. Cause it's starting to smell. It's, well, you know, it's Florida, so you know it's hot and he's getting all kinds of funky. So, but I mean, it was only eight hours later. I mean, well, well, yeah, still. Barb said she wouldn't use bleach, she would have used Febreze instead. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> flowers and, and, and maggots. What a, what a robe you want. Mm. I, I don't think that, like I said, after eight hours, I don't know how, how much funk would be there. I mean, other, I mean, other I, than it, the it, fact that it's in Florida. You know, with the heat. True. But but this was in, you know, this is in May. So, yeah, it was still pretty freaking hot. I can't even use that as an excuse. Yeah, it, it's but Florida. You, <laughs> you know, I, I can't. I, I wish that it would show you in here what the the temperature was. But for him to be doing yard work, because like right now in, in this, I guess this place is close to West Palm Beach. It says it's 82 Okay, so let's let's say it was eighty. I mean, full, uh, you know, eight, at least eighty. It was a warm day. Yeah, and and but, the thing is, he's living. I mean, it's above the garage, so you don't know if there's any kind of air conditioning, any kind of, you know, whatever. So maybe that was it. The heat did him. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been that. But still, I mean, I mean, I can't see the smell. I mean, there's no if there's no cuts or anything on him. There should be no no odor. And and the the fifty five year old man made enough effort to go up there and pour bleach on him. 
but you're doing yard work. What kind of smell is that? You 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 don't want anyone to know there is a dead body there. Is what it is. Oh, uh, you know, maybe he 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 didn't want to you know put his girlfriend into shock. You know, she she might be in there. You know, she's like vacuuming. Do 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 do. Well, uh, this guy's well. <laughs> Willie's at you know weed eating the yard. He's like, damn. It's starting to get <laughs> eight funky. hours later. It's getting funky up here. I can see him going to bed. Oh, good night, honey. Oh, by the way, there's a dead body up in the garage. <laughs> you know, it's like that's eight hours later. Eight hours. Hey, by the way, th- did you know that there was a dead body in the? Yeah, I poured bleach on it because it was getting funky. But you know, I don't know what you want to do with it. You know, I <laughs> I thought you were keeping it there, but now it's you know. Whatever. Go ahead. Uh. Yeah, I mean, like, and of course, I mean, you know, I can't see I can't see why the hell anyone in their right mind would do it. Of course, this is Florida. So what do you expect? Yeah, that that pretty much says it all. And and finally, seeing as that's the last story, if you haven't guessed by now, every story we did tonight was a Florida story. I've been promising that for, well, I think since we came back. Yeah, that, that I said, you know, sooner or later, we're going to get a week where all the stories are going to be Florida stories and we're going to do it. And then just luckily well, last week, all, you know, everything fell into place. Well, what's funny is I had I had a few stories. I had like one one or two Florida stories. And I looked at what you submitted and you had four Florida stories. And I'm like, oh, fuck, we're doing this now. Yeah. It was, uh, and, it, it, you know, it was fun. Uh, it, you, it's one of the things had- where. The, the strangest things that happen in, in pretty much in the entire United States, a, a, a huge majority of them occur in Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the weird shit happens in Florida. When I lived there, I used to enjoy reading the paper because there was always weird stuff going on. Yeah. So, yeah, you had four stories. You already had your four stories submitted. And I'm like, crap, I need two more. And I actually started going like FARC.com that has a Florida section. I'm like, I'm going to find some stuff. Damn it, we're going to do this. Nice. All right, so now, uh, you know, our listeners, we've done our our Florida stories, uh, an entire Florida stories show. What's next? What, what do you guys want to see us do next? I think what we need to try to do is we need to try to hit every one of the the bullet statements one week on the on the drinking game. You know, have the the creaking chair, have a Florida story, have a Nazi story. <laughs> if we get Nazi and Octomom in the same week, we're gonna do it. You know it. Yeah, that. It's just that they haven't really said anything about Octomom in quite some time. I know. She's been too quiet. Well, you got to figure. She's got. She's bound to come up with something soon because she's really going to need uh, – she's going to be needing money again. Uh, did, you, did you notice that it was funny that we did Florida stories this week and all the people's names were very easy to say? Yeah, which is you know really cool. Oh, I, I just did a quick Google – on mm-hmm. uh, Octomom. Apparently, she's trying to shop a reality show. Oh, kill me now. Yeah. It says that she wants to take a sledgehammer to the Octomom persona that was created without permission because it is hurting her kids. Uh, yeah. She created that. Yeah, uh, that's what I was going to say. Who, who created Wasn't it... Didn't we actually do a story on her where we said... Did she filed for copyright or the the trademark on the name Octomom? I don't know. If she, I don't know if we did, but it sounds. I, I think she did. 
wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. But but every time her name falls out of out of the limelight, she has to do something to get some more attention. You know, it, it's funny because this story was done May twenty fourth, two oh, two thousand eleven. So we just missed it by three days. And you know why? Because all of our stories that we had this week were from last week. Um, I think that, you know, if she's starting up with this reality show stuff, that means we'll hear from her in, in coming weeks. Oh, I'm sure. And you know, you know, if we see that Octomom name, it's an automatic submission to, to the show. Yep. Boy, oh boy. So if, if you guys are still conscious... <laughs> You know, and you don't have that point two one seven alcohol blood level right now, which you should have after all the the Florida stories we had. <laughs> and my creaky chair. You gotta love that creaky chair. I'm glad you guys could stick with us tonight. And of course, I want to thank Ward for being here. Ward, where can we find you online? Uh, currently, you can find me at SteelCityResistance.blogspot.com. Gotta love it. That's where me and my man Hutch are doing um to do our show. And it kind of it's kind of disappointing because Hutch isn't on tonight because he usually is, but he's uh, he's away serving our country. And happy Memorial Day to you! Uh, we'll get that out Me of the too, way. Man. I forgot all about it until I said something about Hutch. <laughs> yeah, and so of course everybody out there, and you know, remember our soldiers. Yes, I mean you know, I mean most of us will be sitting around you know having picnics and stuff, but remember what the holiday stands for. Exactly. It, it has absolutely nothing to do with hot dogs and hamburgers. No, but they do sound good right about now. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, of course, you can uh, catch us at our website at AverageJoeShow.com. That's where all the episodes are. You can listen right on the website. You could download through any of your RSS players, your Zune or your iTunes. If you use iTunes, head over there, shoot us a comment, let us know what you think of the show. Or you can email us directly at feedback at sayproductions.com. Or voicemail at 813-915-6390. While you're at AverageShowShow.com, don't forget to vote for your favorite story for the week so we can do a best of at the end of the year. So make sure you do that also. And we're here live every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at SayProductions.com. Just click on the live button. While you're there, click on the donate button. See how you can help us out. There's a lot of ways to do it. I want to thank everyone out there for downloading this week's episode, spending a little of your bandwidth with us. And until next time, have a good one. Thank you.